Philippians 4, 13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Now, Paul is speaking to the church there, and he didn't say, I can do all things by myself, but I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. He was talking about uh, not yielding to the temptation of sin. He was talking about using his energies and his gift to glorify the Lord. He said, I can do anything through Christ that strengthens me. But listen to Matthew 6, 34. Take therefore no thought for tomorrow. For tomorrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Now Paul writes to another church in Ephesus, the fifth chapter, verse 16. He says, redeeming the time, in other words, making full use of your time because the days are evil. Putting God into your time because the days are evil, we might say, and just explaining that scripture. And then the final one, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 2. For the Lord says, in an acceptable time, I have heard you. And in the day of salvation, I have helped you. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Every generation, every generation has, has some t perilous times in the course of their lifetime. Nobody knows, not now, not in the past, nor in the future, what another day is going to bring. Some face every day with fear, almost trembling, in despair, frustrated, because they think that life is just coming unraveled. Seems like everywhere I go and everything that I run into is just a horrible thing. And uh, some get up and say, good morning, Lord, and others get up and say, good Lord, this morning. You know, and I was sleeping so good. Now I've got to wake up and face reality. My dreams were so much better than my real life. But you see, the problems are everywhere. Trials dark on every hand. We never will understand all the ways that God leads us. But as Christians, as Christians, it is our responsibility to live each day as God would have us to live. Every Christian must understand, if you are a Christian, not if you're a church member, but if you're a Christian, you have been bought with a price. You are not your own. I am not my own. I have been bought with a price. The price was the precious blood of the only Son of God who gave him his life as a ransom for all of us. Now, when he saved us, he bought us, he equipped us, he placed us in our time, in our place, to do what he wanted done through us in our world. But the devil, from day one, begins to pull us back into the old world. He wants to take us back to the old life, and it's called temptation. But the Lord, throughout the scripture, in the writing of the scripture, has reminded us that our timing is perfect. You say, oh, I wish I'd live back there or I wish I could just wait, wait and be born 100 years from now. I'd love to see it. No, that's not what the Lord wants us to do. This day is the day for you. 
God created you one of a kind right now because there's something that only you can do for the glory of God if you're willing to do it. If you've ever been around somebody that's critically ill, it's not uncommon for the caretaker or the doctor to say, live each day to the fullest. You've heard that, live each day to the fullest. They say, well, you know, you, you have only so long to live and live it to the fullest. Make, make full use of the 24 hours. If you have to change your routine in order to have more quality time with whatever you call quality time, then that's what you're to do. Not knowing what tomorrow will bring is our responsibility to redeem the time. We hear people talk all the time. I've shared this with our people here before, but you know, these doctors, they're, they're, sometimes they get carried away. And I heard the story about this doctor and went through all these tests and they called him in, you know, and they take in the office and they shut the door and you know, this may not be good. And uh, he told this man that we've run all the tests and done the x-rays, we've done the blood test and, and I, I can only give you 12 months to live. And this guy responded and said, uh, I can't pay your bill in 12 months. <laughs> the doctor said, I'll tell you what, I'll give you two years to live. <laughs> but it is amazing when people tell us how long that we can, our life expectancy, let me tell you what your life expectancy is. Your life expectancy and my life's expectancy is to live every day that God wants us to live until the day he comes to call us home. That's our life expectancy. But in that time frame, we are held accountable once we become a child of God, an heir of God, and a joint heir with Jesus Christ, God's got a plan and a purpose for our life. And nothing will take us away from that because he holds us in his hand. But our problem is we are not convinced of that even as believers and those that are not believers, as long as they can stand on their feet and have a few people walk with them, they'll go in every area of life and never experience God's purpose and plan for their life. All they know is one high and then a low, then a high, then a low, a good relationship, a bad relationship, a good job and a bad job, a good time in their 20s and 30s, a bad time in their 40s and 50s, and on so forth and so on. But God's word is so clear to tell us I am your father. I hold you. I bought you. I have adopted you. And I want to use you if you will let me. And if you'll let me, you'll understand what it means for me to live as Christ and to die as gain that Paul spoke about. Our duty, live in the present. When your mind is wandering, and right now, minds are wandering. I've got common sense. Some are asleep. Some are texting. Some are worried about the afternoon. Somebody's wanting to know who won the little league game and on and on. But God wants you to get focused on him for just a little bit. For just a little bit. Just think about what it would mean if today was your moment of death. This past week, early morning, two people got up, went before live cameras, News people, early morning news. You know what that's like. It's all over Houston. And while doing the early 
forecast. A fellow worker in the TV station came and murdered both of them, just like that. Just a few hours ago, in our city, a very respected peace officer, not in an arrest situation, not in performing his, his professional duties and responsibility, but was pumping gas. Like I pump my gas and like you pump your gas. And while doing that, a man walked up to him and shot him dead and unloaded his revolver into him while he's laying on there. That's in our city. Now, you don't expect that, and I don't expect that when I go to pump gas. But you can use any kind of illustration you want. None of us know what another day is going to bring. And what you want to do is, you know, first of perfect financial planning is spending your last dime uh, with the undertaker, I guess, you know. I mean, you say, being a sound mind, I spent everything I had while I was alive. But seriously, we must understand that God's got a plan for our life. I often talk with people, and they're still grieving sins of the past. I have friends that are still grieving over stuff they did when they went to college. That's been a half a century ago. And they kills can't get it out of their mind. The only way you can get that kind of mess out of your mind is put it under the blood. Out of your mind is put it under the blood of Jesus. Let him take it and bury it in the bottom of the sea and remember it absolutely no more. But quit rebuking yourself. Take it to Jesus. Quit beating on yourself. Take it to Jesus. There's a future for failures if you come to the experience of what the Bible calls a new birth, being born again. This grieving that you're doing is relieving none of your pains. It is not solving any of your problems. Matter of fact, it's doing a lot of harm and no good. No one can undo the past. This is the first day of all of the rest of, for all of us, of the rest of our lives. The only way that you can use the past is to let the past remind you one time of your need to be born again. And you know what sin does. You have experienced that, and now you're going to have a new life in Jesus Christ. Well, the past causes some people just to give up hope. If only I'd listened. Oh, how many times have we heard that? Oh, I wish I'd listened to my mother. I wish I'd listened to my dad. I wish I'd listened to my teacher. I wish I'd listened to my Bible teacher. I wish I'd listened to the preacher. I wish I'd listened to my Christian friend. And I wouldn't be going through this, but I, I would not listen. Well, that's not going to solve it. If you read over in Hebrews 8, 12, it says, God puts away our past sins and remembers them no more. He forgets them. We can forgive, but we can't forget. I can forgive you if you offend me, but I cannot forget. The only way I can do is just take and put it under the blood. In Micah 7, 19, he says, into the depths of the sea, I bury them. The scripture says, as far as the east is from the west, I'll remember, I will, I will remove your sins as far as the east is from the west. And as I always say when I quote that scripture, if you go out of Houston going north, one day you're going to start going south. If you keep going south long enough, you're going to start going north. Go out of Houston going west, and you're going to go west from now on. 
If you go out of Houston going east, you go east from, from now on. It's as far as the east is from the west. When the scripture put that there, it says something about what the Lord means when he says, I will remember your sins no more. They'll never come across your paths again. It is an absolute fact of the scripture. We shouldn't dig up our own sins, nor should we dig up the sins, are you listening, of our fellow friends and even fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. Some people have said, you know, I'm not digging them up, but my friends sure are. And they're sure flaunting them at me all the time. Put your hope and trust in Jesus. You know, hurt people hurt people. Don't you ever forget that. The people are attacking you. Let me tell you something. They're hurting. Hurt people hurt people. Just the way it is. When people are walking with God, they don't try to hurt people. They love people. They help people. They encourage people. They want to see their friends succeed. They want to see their friends heal or made right. They want to see proper marriages come together. They want to see marriage problems resolved because they love you and they're full of Jesus. But when people are hurting because they've rejected Jesus, they will bombard you on Facebook. They will bombard you in, in the circles they run into. That is just their life, but they are hurting. Don't get angry with them. Pray for them. They are hurting desperately. And God loves them just like he loves you. But still, the moment is all we have. It's all we have. There are no other ways to deal with things certainly, with certainty, except right now. I heard this story about an alcoholic lady who went to the doctor after being saved. She had a problem with alcoholism from the time she was a teenager. She went to the doctor. I mean, excuse me. She, she came uh, to the Lord. She was uh, born again. She became a new creature. But the alcohol, it played a part in her body and the changes in her body because of that poison. And she went to see the doctor, and the doctor pulled the charts. And when he pulled the charts, of course, her medical history was there. And he began to call it to her attention. The lady said, but doctor, could I tell you something? She said, a few days ago, I went to church and I heard about Jesus and I gave my heart to Jesus. And she said, I've been born again and I, that life doesn't exist anymore. And said, God has given me a brand new life. Would you do me a favor and tear up that chart and let me have a new chart starting today? Wouldn't you like to have a doctor that do that? Well, you got a savior that will. He'll tear up the chart. And he'll burn it and bury it and remember it no more. That's exciting to me. Maybe I'm talking to somebody that needs a new chart. Maybe I'm talking to somebody that like to start memories of people that know you to be different memories than what they've had in the past. You can forget it, but maybe they won't. But start writing a new chapter in your life. That's an exciting thing, a very exciting thing. Isaiah 38, 17 says, for you have cast all my sins behind my back. That's what Isaiah said about the Lord. He said, you've put my sins behind my back and I'm moving forward. The psalmist, David, 103, verse 12, as far as the east is from the west, so far has the Lord removed his transgressions from us. Those are all exciting scriptures. But when we start bringing up each other's sins in order to torment one another, something is wrong. Many people spend their time agonizing over their past, and we've got to get through that. Success in the past cannot exempt us from work in the future. 
We still have to stay the cast. We still have to work for the night comes when no man shall work. Not for our salvation, but to work to stay the course because the winds of this world are blowing against us. The hurricanes come and they want to blow us off, off uh, charts and off course. And we've got to keep moving and keep following after them. There are a lot of great corporations in my day that have fallen. When you used to drive in Houston, Texas, we had Woolworths, Kodaks, had so much problem, Blockbuster. What happened? They didn't make an adjustment. There were some problems and they didn't correct the course. Montgomery Wards didn't correct the course. Let me tell you, people are like that. You see, the longer you live in sin, the more you get set in the mode. And before long, after a few decades, you feel like this is normal because everybody's doing it. And you don't change course. But again, the scripture says, unless you're born again, you will never see the kingdom of God. Learn, wise people learn from other people's mistakes, not from their own. If in the future you want a good past, then Start it today. Because tomorrow, today it will be in the past. One more day, we're going to be in another month. August 2015 is over tomorrow. And it becomes a memory. Not so distant a memory as 1947. But it is a memory. And now we move forward into whatever years God has for us. Many times when people's lives are coming unraveled, you know what they do? Nothing. They cry. They ask questions, but when they get the answer, they don't do anything about them. They even pray and get up and do the same thing. They even read the Bible. Don't do anything about what the Bible says. God holds us responsible for today. This day, you and I will be making many decisions. We can make good ones or we can make bad ones. But to fold your hands and do not say, oh, I'm just, I'm just so sick and tired of being sick and tired. I just don't know. I just wring my hands. I don't know. I just get up wearing all the time. I'm just so frightened. You know, you told me you're going to call me at 10 o'clock and you call me at 10 minutes after 10. And I just, I just knew something had happened to you. Where's all that come from? Why do you think something? Well, well I guess you think it should have happened because, you know, you've been treating me wrong. I don't know what that does. But it's mind over matter. If you don't mind, it don't matter. Don't ever forget that. Just stay the course, but make sure you put it under the blood. The sin I'm talking about, take care of the sin problem and then start following Jesus Christ. I guess redeeming the time, yeah, I guess you could translate that, kind of work harder, work harder. By work harder, I don't mean at your job. I mean try Work at trying to be more like Jesus by studying the instruction manual and exercising by doing the things that it tells you to do until after you've made yourself, then eventually it becomes a way of life for you. Use the past as a stepping stone to the future. God's power is just as strong today as it was in the day of Genesis, in the garden, just as strong. All power is given to him in heaven and in earth. 
He says, I want that power to come to you and greater things can you do in your world if Christ is in you. That's what the scripture teaches us. We have the Father, we have the Son, we have the Holy Spirit all working together to try to bring God's itinerary of our life. Well, those bunch in the past, that seems to be the big group, but then briefly I want to tell you there's another group, and that's those that live in the future. They're the wannabes, gonna bees. I'm gonna make changes, but right now. Maybe at a more convenient day, but not now. Oh, I want to be saved one time. Sure, nobody wants to die and be separated from God and go to a place called hell. I plan to do it, but not now. After all, I'm just 30. And I'm going to wait a while. I'm going to put it off and do those kind of things. They're always talking about the sweet by and by. One day, I'm going to go to Bible study. One day, I'm going to start giving of my financial means to the Lord. One day, I'm going to sing in the choir. One day, I'm going to, to be regular in church. One day, I'm going to do the things that Christians do on Sunday instead of what the world does on time. But that day is not there yet. It's always in the future. P- people today put money up that they need, maybe, maybe be a real need, but they don't want to not be able to take advantage of a lower tax bracket when they retire. And so they plan their finances just for retirement and even rob God of his tithes and offerings in order they can have more in their retirement. And for many, the retirement never comes. And as a result, they miss the, the joy of seeing what happens when God's people give, when they serve, when they worship, when they do the things God's called them to do. Those days seem to never come. And here's Proverbs 27. That's my favorite book because I read it every day. And uh, by the way, this is a good time for you to join with me because today's the 30th. And, uh, you know, there's 31 Proverbs. So you read one a day. Let me tell you what happened on the 27th. In Proverbs 27, verse 1, just this week as I was preparing, here's here's the sermon in one verse. Boast not yourself of tomorrow, for you know not what another day is going to bring forth. That make any sense? Well, sure it does. No wonder Solomon was so wise. But others, they don't believe that. They just believe that trouble's everywhere and they're going to find it. They just have a way of finding it. And they just wander off and follow Satan. And sure enough, you follow Satan, you're going to end up with what he wants you to end up with. And that's pains and problems and sufferings. Man never will sink under today's burdens. But what happens is we keep piling them on and keep piling them on and keep piling them on. You got to take the load off, folks. You got to take the load off. And the sin load is the heaviest of all. You've got to get rid of it. You've got to get it wiped out. All of that past garbage that you're carrying along, you got to get rid of it. Maybe you've moved several times to several cities. You keep moving your furniture. Too, maybe in your furniture, you played enough moving to bought a whole new house wherever you went. You know, just always saving, saving. Never throw away anything. Never throw away anything. Well, we need to throw some stuff away, folks. We need to take the past and put it under the blood and go on with Jesus Christ. The answer is very simple. Live today on God's grace. G-R-A-C-E, God's riches at Christ's expense. Start living today on the grace of God, the love of God, the forgiveness of God. 
He is different from your friends. He is different from your pastor. He is different from your, your best spiritual Christian friend. He all, has all power, and he just says, bring it to me, bring it to me, bring it to me, bring it to me, and I will take care of you. In 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 8, the Scripture says, And God is able, listen to this, to make all grace abound towards you, that you always, having all sufficiency and all things, may abound to every good work. Got that? You, can, you always have all sufficiency and all things. God will supply your need. What do you need today? Am I talking to anybody today that needs to be saved, forgiven, born again, a fresh start, a new chart? Am I talking to anybody today, either here or live on, on the Internet? Do you need a new start? Do you need to be like Mr. Carson was two weeks ago that'll be baptized tonight and sitting with his family? Daddy said, I need Jesus in my life. Is anybody here like that today? There was in the first service. There was a bunch in the first service. Listen, God loves you. I don't care if people love you or not. You may say, I don't have anybody that loves me. Oh, yeah, you got one. God. I'd rather have God and nobody else than have everybody else and not have God's love. And you? Isn't it wonderful to have a friend that can do everything and he's forgotten about your past because it's been covered in the blood? Man, I mean, you just want to jump up and down and say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You're an awesome God. You see, everywhere you go, there's problems. When I came back from Lufkin yesterday and I could not get across the 59 bridge to come back into Sagemont, there was no sign. It just simply said bridge closed. Man, we were, we were going like this. I literally followed a man out into a field trying to find, where do we go? You know, we went out, of, it was paved when we started off, then it was gravel, and then it was mud road. I had four-wheel drive and I got out. And didn't have to have it because he got out too. And he didn't have four-wheel drive. And so I go my other way. I was raised here. I know my ways around here, you know. Sinners know their way, you know. If they get thrown out of this club, they go to this one. You know, if that marriage doesn't work, I can get it. go get you another one. You know, this kind of thing. So I, I was on home turf. So I come down here and to Laporte. I stopped over on Highway 10 in Baytown and asked where Laporte was and I asked two people in the Valero station, and neither one of them knew where it was, and it was three miles from where they were. <laughs> Man, if you can't find the bridge, you know, you're in trouble. But anyway, I, I saw 146. I know 146. That comes within a mile of my house. I'm going to get on it and head in the right direction, and I did. And I was so happy. I was so proud. Siri couldn't get me out of this one. Yeah, I told you about the one coming from Humble last week. I'm tooling along there, and all of a sudden, I look up there, and I see a mile. A mile of cars stopped. This is the second one. My wife's expecting me to be home in about 25 minutes. And here I am sitting out there. Of course, I'm listening to gospel music. I'm having a good time. I live every day in the moment. I thought, I'm going to be late to dinner. But let me tell you what happened. I'll be real quick and we're through. We started, we were moving. I, I could see them. They're, at least they're moving. At least they're moving. Not moving fast, but they're moving. 
And then I went about a mile, and you know what it said on the sign? There was a sign. Only one lane. That's what the sign said. Didn't tell you how to get off this place. It said, one lane. Traffic open, one lane. One lane. I found it. 30 more minutes, I found my lane. And I went over the bridge, the port. Thank God for one lane. The problem is a lot of you have bumped up against this world, and you don't think there's any way out. There's one lane. It's called the way of the cross. Narrow is the gate that leads to eternal life. Broad is the way that leads to eternal destruction. And many go there, but few go the way of the cross. But thank God for the few. And I want to close by telling you, I don't know who you are, what your background is, and what your particular situation is if you would have been the only person alive today I don't care what your past is God would have sent his son to die for you because you matter to God you are one of a kind you are special and God has a plan for you